and welcome to the Hack Your Mindset podcast with me, Jenny Winterleach, the Mindset Hacker. So wherever you are today and whatever it is you're doing while you're listening to this, settle in and enjoy the ride. Um, as much as I've been a part of yours, because Nadia, I think we met probably about five years ago now, I think, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. and um coming up to our anniversary i think oh yeah i think we are aren't we well, well <laughs> yeah. once we're out we'll celebrate yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so i wanted to bring you on because nadia um you're not only a, a long standing client dare i say now friend <laughs> <laughs> um, but also one of our flying changes ambassadors you applied this year um to join the team and it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the team i was thrilled when you did actually put an application in i thought oh fantastic this is great you know great to have you on board officially as part of the team so um we're going to talk about all sorts of things today aren't we because your story has just been one of those fantastic stories that I just love love to share because it's a real heartwarming one so to start us off then Nadia why don't you tell us a little bit about how we met our love story (laughs) (laughs) a little bit about how we met and what was going on for you at that time so I um yeah I've probably told this story a few times now but we met because I bought this lovely little pony his name's Dude um, and our journey together has really all been centered around me regaining my confidence after an accident on my previous cob that I bought so I daftly took a voyage away from Arabs for a couple of years Um, didn't quite gel with the pony at all he didn't like me I couldn't ride him I ended up having a pretty bad accident, Um, knew he wasn't right for me, so went on and looked for the type of safe uh, pony I was after, and I absolutely found that in Dude, but my confidence had been so shattered that I found myself one day out at a dressage competition, um, and it was at Snowball Farm in Slough, and I just got stuck on the mountain block, and I was stuck on it for about 45 minutes. And uh, this couple at some point came over and asked me if they could take dude and just walk him around and they wouldn't take him out of my eyesight. They would stay in the manage with him, but maybe I just needed a moment to myself. That moment was 45 minutes, bless them. And I don't actually know who this couple are. And just before this, Jenny and I were just talking about the thing we'd love is to find out who they were because when I was able to get down off that mountain block, I didn't actually get on the pony that day, but I did get down off the mountain block and they gave me Jenny's details and said, this lady might be able to help you. Um, And it's never been about dude. He is the, as safe as you can say a pony is. Um, I bought him from an extremely well-known showing production house. They um, knew exactly what I was looking for. They'd seen me compete over the years with my previous Arabs. Um, and they knew what I was after and they found me the perfect match of a pony you know he's almost a little therapy pony Um, he does not react when my anxiety takes hold he will just walk around until I'm feeling able to do stuff again Um, but that particular day I couldn't do anything Um, so yeah our journey really started when this nice couple and I remember saying to Jenny at the time I really just couldn't even articulate anything that day. So I never got their name. I don't think I ever got to thank them. 
um, I was obviously very thankful to them. But when you're in that kind of frame of mind, that's really hard to, um, you know, do anything. So off I went home. But then I did come back to that, you know, that is those details those people had given me and I got in touch with you. Um, and I remember when we did our first session, you were saying to me, you know, what would you like out of this? And I was like, Jenny, I want to go to Horse the Year show. <laughs> and there where I was and I couldn't even get on my pony. And actually, you know, if you're into showing, I guess that's every young girl's dream is to go to Horse the Year show. So I had this massive goal, um, <laughs> you know, this big dream. And I was, you know, not even able to get on. So I think Jenny had her work cut out with me. Um, you know, and I think like you've said to me before, you know, it's, um, it, it, you know, it was just a mindset thing. I'd got so overwhelmed. I wanted to do this, that and the other. I didn't really have a plan of how to get there. I couldn't break it down into, well, what could I do today that will help me on that journey? I just made it so big and uh, yeah, I'd ground myself to a halt. So, um, yeah, first, uh, as one of your first clients, I, you definitely had your work cut out with me, I would say. Oh, it's been wonderful to, to share <laughs> it. Um, uh, yeah, when I first met you, I did think, <laughs> right, okay, all right. No, that's fine. I think I can see what's going on here. Because um, interestingly enough, your family um, are quite high flyers in the sporting world, aren't they? So there was some interesting they business are. going on. They are. So my brothers, um, between them, hold some you know, junior, senior world championships, Olympic gold and Olympic silver in rowing. So last represented our country at London 2012. You know, so you grow up, they, um, so say you come home from a horse show or whatever, and you'd be like, yes, I stayed on. I came, whatever. I've got this two pound bit of ribbon. They'd be like, oh, first of the losers. <laughs> and you'd be like, huh? But in their mindset, in their world, they were coached by people like yourself. No one was going to beat them. No one was going to do, you know, nothing beyond that medal was anything, you know, so we lived in different worlds. So I grew up around that. And, you know, for me, it was, I had a very different mindset to them. I was just like, this is the most fun thing I do. You know, I work hard. Um, I run my own business, you know, and I was doing well professionally but on this was my hobby, this thing I really love to do. But yeah, so it's it's interesting, you know. They've they've always had mindset coaching, you know, and it's and and I guess that has what made them as as good as they are in their their own discipline. So yeah, for me, just getting some of that same help, even applying it to the fact that this is still my hobby. I am still an amateur. I do have a full time job. I, I wouldn't say I'm your average happy hacker because sometimes that's just terrifying. I am, uh, but I am just an average horsey girl. Um, I'm not one of your team that is, you know, at the top level of their riding, but I really like doing it. I do get quite competitive sometimes and, and maybe at some point during this chat, I'll tell you about the day, maybe Jenny had made me slightly too confident and I told the judge that I thought I should have won a class <laughs> and that is you know that's not me at all and that's quite rude you know so there's there's a tipping point between confidence and arrogance which I learned on this journey as well um but yeah mainly I learned that you know talking about it getting help for it um and also 
not worrying about those days when my confidence still can get rocked. You know, it's, it ebbs and flows. It's not this straight line to success. You know, it, it's something, and we talked about this at length before, it's something you and I have to work on together. And sometimes we've had, you know, I remember us, we've done a lot of work on perspectives because even though sometimes we, we at one point got my confidence up and I was back riding, I was getting on, that was no longer an issue. And then I got really worried about people seeing me and what they would think and, and, and their perspective of me. And then I actually got to the point, I was really worried about seeing the team that I bought Dude from because you know, you'll see their names in the press and you see them in horse and hound in the center folds of the showing bit and you see them win horse the year show. And I was like, they are gonna wanna take him back. <laughs> you know, they are gonna wanna take their pony home. Um, and actually it couldn't be further from the truth. And so just some of those exercises and, you know, you've spoken about them on some of your lives this week, um, having that kind of, you know, just feeling like it's, it's okay. They're actually just a, so pleased he has an amazing home and he looks well and I get to do the stuff that I love doing no matter where I come with a smile on my face because they've matched me with the absolute perfect pony um, and that gives them more pleasure. But yeah, even things like that at certain points have stopped me in my tracks. Yeah, it's that comparison, isn't it? We talk mm. about comparisons, the thief of joy. And it's funny, yeah. isn't it, that that even though, and I, and I will ask you to tell us about that story where you got a bit cocky, because <laughs> I think it's hilarious. The day you told me that was absolutely killing myself. I thought it was brilliant. Um, but it but it is, isn't it? It's, it's not... Um, it's not a case of oh I've got confidence off we go with it in fact I know Sue's watching and Sue's got this wonderful phrase that she uses which is confidence doesn't come in cans I you can't just drink it back and there it is yeah it's a brilliant one I, I love like that Sue yeah she, I'm sure Sue won't mind you having that one Nadia but um yeah so and it's it's not a case of here you go there's confidence off you go with it now is it it comes it ebbs and flows it's what I say is that it's a moment in time isn't it and I think your journey's been absolutely full of the highs and the lows and the and the learning about yourself along the way when you realize that actually um you might have it now and then there's another thing you start worrying about that you didn't even think you would because you certainly weren't expecting that and then that pops up just like um you know like you said we, you were doing well and then suddenly you get worried about what the people are going to think that are watching you it's crazy isn't it you know how this how this actually happens the way it does yeah and you know I remember a point at which you know you got me back riding that wasn't the concern anymore um I started to go out and do pole work clinics with um one of the ladies you recommended and then I started to get worried about the people around me and I was like so then we went through the whole getting over controlling the, the uncontrollables and and actually just not worrying about what's happening around you. Whereas I almost wanted the world to stand still so that I could have my go, <laughs> which, you know, that doesn't happen in your average pole work clinic. It certainly doesn't happen in your average warm up arena at a show. Um, definitely not at showing, it's definitely not at dressage. That can be, you know, that can be quite an anxious um, warm up environment. Um, uh, and yeah, just <laughs> all those different things as you've as you improve on one bit doesn't necessarily mean that suddenly all your problems are fixed and you know we've had to find a way through this 
this whole process to just help me chip away at it slowly you know it's it's ever evolving is what I'd say but I've always been able to tell you when it's not working to say could we try a different technique or you know randomly I thought at one point I really had it and then I started to get really uh I had a real aversion to noise at one point and I don't think I ever really figured out what's what set me off and then you know so yeah bless you you've had your work cut out because then you had to try and move me on from that so I was now walking trying cantering around I was out of pole work clinics I was probably having a little go at some walk and trot dressage I think by this point and then I got really up you know noise would set me off um but again thankfully I have a dude of a pony who um he really does not react if I drop the reins he will just stand there so you know, one of the other things I've always done, um, and I think some of the girls are watching, is I go to camp once a year. And the very first year we took Dude, I don't think I came out of walk in any of the lessons. And I think pretty much they would each take it in turns to get me on, walk around with me, um, just make me enjoy being part of the lesson and still able to go away to my camp with them. And you know, I remember one of uh, one of the instructors managed to get me indoors into the arena at Kiso and got them all to sit in the gallery. And I remember just sat there in floods of tears and dude was just literally stood there with his, and there's a photo somewhere, I'll put it on my page later. He's got his head over the gallery. And one of them was saying, you know, but your pony's fine. What's, what's wrong with you? And not in a bad way, but they were just kind of genuinely trying to understand how could you be sat there? with a pony that doesn't mind and you're getting really upset and and so it is hard. sometimes it's really hard to explain anxiety to people um it's hard for them to understand because it's a feeling and it can be so real that moment it came out and I ended up stood on a mountain block and frozen for 45 minutes um it, it, at the time it can actually become really physical and you know, what we've learned to do over time is help me prepare before I go into those situations. So I think by the set, by the year I went back to camp, the, the next year round, I was, you know, they were still helping me get on, probably still walking me around, but then I was merrily trotting away. And I remember one of the girls sent me a little video uh, at the end of the day and they caught me having a canter around at, across the big arena at Kiso, but no one had said, you know, cause they once said, you know, they could tell I'd obviously built up to it. And then last year I was doing the whole lot, did my pole work things, did, you know, when I say grids, they had proper grids and then they built me the world. So I think the middle cross pole was raised, but the cheers from the girls and we do have one chap that comes with us. So from just the guys that I go with, um, you know, is incredible. And that's about having the right team around you and just that support network that are actually they've got your back, they're rooting for you. Um, you know, they're the right, they're the right people. Um, and I have that when I go showing as well. So my transport is done by a lovely lady called Mel, um, who buys dude all the most amazing bits and pieces for our showing. So she gets him lovely brow bands and lovely rugs and we're an ambassador for her transport business. And um, she is an absolute ringside support. I mean, bless her, I don't let her, once I'm on, she has to have already gone to the loo before I get on. The whole lot, you can't leave me. Once I've mounted up at a show, you're kind of glued to me. 
And that, <laughs> that includes being within my eyesight when I'm in the ring so that I feel like you've got me. <laughs> so, you know, it's really important for people to feel like they've got someone or a group of people. And I definitely have that with my fellow campers, um, my, you know, yourself. I know you want, you know, I've called you before when I, I did take out my oldest one. I took him out for his final year of showing a couple of years back um, when I was really getting my confidence back. And he amazingly got me all the way through to I think the top eight of the British Arab Championships. And then I rang you to say, huh, we did not plan for this bit. What are we gonna do? I've just had to borrow a top hat. I'm not sure I'm gonna make it round. Where are you? We're gonna have to need to have a chat. Otherwise I'm not going in. <laughs> Because you and I had planned for every other bit and I was getting very used to planning and getting that mindset right that then I was like, huh, we didn't talk about this, Jenny. <laughs> what shall I do? But, you know, you were there on the end of the phone. Um, you know, Mel was with me at that point, probably thinking, what is wrong with this girl? You know, she's got it. She's got in there. She's done it. And now she's having a wobble. Um, but, you know, that just shows that, you know, we're human. Um, I don't do this every day. Like I say, I do a normal non-horsey job. This is meant to be my fun bit. So, you know, having the right people around you that cheer you on when you're doing it and who know the hard work that goes into just for me, even putting my foot in the stirrup and none of it. So lots of people say, why, why are you doing it? If you get so, if you're getting so worried and I'm actually, I'm not worried. So I'm not worried about getting on dude. I adore my pony. He's the sweetest, sweetest thing. Um, that doesn't mean that your confidence can't just kind of waver at certain moments. Um, so yeah, having the people around you that understand that is, is really important. And I'd say the same for instructors. Um, I'm very lucky that a very good friend of mine teaches me. Um, and when we go in the arena, she is not your friend anymore. She works you very hard. Um, we've got an amazing picture of where dude looks like even his eyeballs are sweating at the end of one of her lessons. Um, but she understands about teaching someone that can have anxiety and can have confidence issues and about helping build me up and there's always that level, isn't there, where some instructors want to really push you. And that's absolutely fine. And it's always good to have someone that, that will kind of spur you on and, and drive you forward and show you what you're capable of. Um, but there will be instructors and there's some people that, you know, and, and I do use a few different people over time, but I've got a couple of them that say only come to me when, when you're feeling really confident. And, you know, so it's good to find the right mix of people and people that understand you and, and there might be different people for different times and, and that's okay. Um, but I, I typically find that it's best to be honest with them when, when you're thinking about having a lesson because otherwise it's really hard for them to plan as well and for them to understand what will help you in that moment. Um, and I think I put a video on just before, um, I think one of my first rides back from dude being injured. So he's been in rehab since November. Um, and I did a pole work clinic and I think I put it on my page as one of the first things when we were um, doing the ambassador scheme this year. And Eloise is, so the lady that runs the pole work clinics, Eloise is amazing. And uh, she, she, 
just started kind of laughing and saying, finally, and I knew it was in the, you know, with all the right love in her heart was saying, finally, that pony is actually moving and you're letting him go somewhere. And you are the only not anxious member of this group for once. And I was like, hallelujah. And we actually, everyone stopped and had a little cheer. And, uh, you know, that for me, so just feeling like you can enjoy those everyday things you don't have to be and I certainly am not aiming to be an Olympic rider or you know but if I can get back to some of the stuff I used to do and feel confident doing it um, and have fun and I think that was one of the things I put down as one of our goals for this year was just to have more fun you know we all work hard this is what I do in the evenings or at the weekends and, and it's why we've all mucked out all winter and everything's been flooded and we've kept on going um so having a bit of fun and doing it with a smile on your face and and yeah feeling like your team's got your back for those moments when it's a bit wobbly and you know that's why so talking about having a bit of fun then Nadia I do think we need to hear about the uh the story where you perhaps got a little bit a uh, little bit too confident and we found the edge of confident into cocky a little bit because I we love did. this story I think this is so funny so tell us tell us what was going on for you at the time and, and, and what happened that day? Because it had me in stitches. Well, I'd read all the rules for this. It was a new showing class that was introduced for the Arabs. Um, uh, I'd read all the rules for it. It, cut, it. it wasn't a standard showing class. It had a specific list of kit you had to wear that you were marked on off a checklist, had a specific list of stuff your horse had to be wearing. You had to just do the moves when shouted out by the steward. You all did it one at a time. You know, this wasn't, you walked around together almost like parading. Um, then you went out and you came back in, you did it. And I was feeling uber confident. In fact, yeah. And I remember actually there was a burger van and I was managing to ride dude so close to it that when they were flipping the burgers, he was sparking up and I was thinking, yes, we got this, which is the phrase you taught me. So part of me blames you a little, <laughs> uh, you know, so we were kind of, I was doing exactly what the person was shouting, even though I didn't understand some of the stuff. And I was thinking this must be looking good. And I was, you know, finished my stuff. And then they, I don't know, they, so you stand in the middle and they were marking you all and um and then I came absolutely last and believe you me I was not impressed and I, normally I'm the I'm like yes I've stayed on I've got a smile on my face I've got an amazing picture my team's cheering no matter where I come this is all amazing and this day when she was giving me her eyes I was just like I'd look down the line, which is the rudest thing ever. And I was like, how have I not won? <laughs> and I just, the words just should never have come out of my mouth. And they never have since, and they never will again. But um, yeah, at the time I just thought, I've done everything. I'm feeling really good today. I've done everything, everything you asked for. I, I just did that. I even went by a burger van. I was thinking, where is the recognition for this? Uh, and yeah, what I learned most definitely was to be a little bit more humble and, uh, <laughs> you know, don't do that again. And uh, what was the uh, what was the reason in the end, Nadia, that you were lost? I can't remember. 
Was it you didn't you weren't wearing something or you weren't doing something? Oh God, I was so even though I'd read all this stuff and I was you're right and I was really like look at me, but I was completely in the wrong kit. So uh, <laughs> it was me being super cocky, showing off my pony's moves, and yeah, wearing completely the wrong stuff. So I kind of yeah, I trotted back very apologetically, and yeah, I haven't gone back yet. But <laughs> brilliant, love it. Um, I won't do it again. Yeah, and always there's always lessons to be learned from any experience, Absolutely. isn't there? <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Cool. Okay, so um, tell us a little bit about your best highs then with dude. Since you know, because you have now been showing him for a few years, and you know he's he is a dude. Um, what are some of the things? As I, you know, I rode past a fun fair is a a phrase that we use a lot for you isn't it that that's... yeah so I would say last season was probably our best one because obviously I was you know we're that further along on our journey and I was probably feeling the most confident so last year was the first season I warmed him up myself um before that um Mel who does my transport also turned out to be a super supremo showing rider um but when she first met me didn't share those stories because thought it would make me more anxious so would just take me to places and then just offer to help. And then one day I went to a clinic and one of them said, why are you coming here for lessons when Mel could help you? And then finally she had to spill the beans. So last year, so leading into last year, she would warm him up for everything and just stick me on when I was feeling ready. But last year for the first time, I, I did the lot. I got him ready, I warmed him up. She was there to just be that support, but um, I did all the work myself, which was you know really fulfilling just to feel like you could do that um she still had to wrestle the neck strap off me um I would warm up with it and try and go in with it um but we finally got to an understanding that you know we had this we could take it off she'd always let me warm up in it but it was coming off as I walked in um and yeah so last season we, and we started off with places that would really build your confidence so you know we would get to one of those riding club shows and ask if we could pay and go in all the children's classes and start where you'll get the encouragement and obviously you don't get placed you just pay you ask the judge if it's okay for experience um and they were amazing and then the judge, one of the, one of those the judge said to me come into that we've got a class later on that's for novice riders and horses you know come in and we won the class because we'd taken all their feedback on board actually the doing the morning with these children's classes was brilliant and I just built my confidence up and then I guess I got a little bit more competitive and a little bit of my confidence started to return and so just you know doing those baby steps um, um, really helped so we did a few riding club shows last year um, and we started our journey at the foreign breed shows, which um, hopefully I'll meet one of our other ambassadors at when we're finally allowed out, um, who was on the other day, Emma, because it's an amazing series. And at their um, shows, um, they also do some of these get your experience up classes. So last year we started doing some walk and trot classes with them. Um, and then they do one where you progress where you canter individually and then, you know, so we kind of moved through there. And I think I came to one of your camps last year. Um, and then the next day, one 
won my class at the foreign breed show and then went ring champion and again you know just having those people around me that can cheer you on and just encourage you and you know again even there they couldn't leave me when I warmed up you know so there's still those moments and there's still those elements of support I need but I'm warming up myself I'm, I still pretty much get led almost to the ring you know but that's you know hopefully that will go at some point but oh, I've just learned don't beat yourself up just keep working at it and even if it takes time you know it doesn't matter you've got a lot of it you know use it um but then yeah so we ended the the season at Henley which was our first county show we thought we'd get try and get back and why not have it's the last one because my confidence would have grown um and when I got there and saw it I was like <laughs> why are we here um, but we had a plan. We got there two or three hours before my class, had a good look round to almost just immerse myself in what that was like, kind of walk off my own anxiety, my own worry about, you know, and the people of Henley do it really well. So there were dining tables around the ringside. Not had that before at any of the county shows obviously you know there's fun fairs and there's things but yeah we had ringside dining tables um but yeah I just you know used a lot of the stuff we put into I got there early I had a plan for the day I knew and he the pony does not need warming up but I do so he will merrily walk around for an hour on a long rain until I feel better he doesn't need to be worked to death he I just need to get on um yeah and then we went in and I think the moment I went past that funfair for the very first time, then that's all I was thinking to myself. I rode past a funfair. And from that point on, I was like, we've got this, just ride. And I enjoyed every minute of it because it felt like the culmination of everything we'd worked for in terms of that confidence about being back out there. And, and I wasn't fussed about people watching. Um, I wanted people to watch you know which roll it back at the beginning and I was still hiding away and you know you you get that kind of oh god everyone will just laugh but actually by that point I was like look at me I'm riding past a funfair um and then we did win the class but that was not that is just back of the mind all I wanted to tell you was I, I rode past a funfair I rode past a funfair you know, and actually a guy, they started doing their tablecloths and laying their dining room tables as I was trotting by. And I almost wanted to just give them a thumbs up as if to say, I've stayed on. You're laying a dining room table. You know, uh, <laughs> it's it's an amazing feeling. Um, and I know there was probably lots of people that just think, oh, you know, that's normal. Um they don't know the journey you've taken on to get there and you know someone approached us afterwards and was saying oh your your pony must have been on the circuit for years or you looked like you and that's so lovely to hear but I was just thinking I rode past a funfair you know <laughs> I was so just pleased that this journey had taken me to that point where I could have that smile on my face which is why we bought him um you know, and I also did a sponsored ride last year, which was one of the photos I absolutely love because 
I had an absolute meltdown at the beginning because I'd never been on one. I never really understood that 30 of you got the same setting off time. Who does sponsored rides? I mean, you're braver than me. And I got to the start and I, if I could have undone that air jacket, but because I'd had a, I was having a panic attack, I couldn't get it off. Therefore I was stuck on the horse. And thankfully a friend um, was with me and her pony's just an absolute saint. And first of all, she had no idea that I had anxiety because she had never seen it manifest. And she was having to watch me have a full panic attack whilst thinking her horse isn't batting an eyelid. Um, but she managed to just go into, actually, let's just give her some instructions. Let's see if I can um, give her some things to focus on. That's, and she kept saying to me, in 30 minutes, you're gonna be having the best ride of your life. And I just followed her instruction, but she made it so basic, very much like we do from the point of even just, let's give him a pat. Let's try trotting just to that tree. Let's then give him another pat, let's try. And then she broke it down into such small things for me to do, a bit like getting stuck on that mountain block because I wanted to do you know, something so big. She made it so small. And we got the most incredible picture of me cantering across the Wellington estate, I think it was. Um, and I was having the time of my life. Yet, roll it back to the beginning of that morning. Uh, it was terrifying for that moment, for those kind of 10, 15 minutes. And I couldn't even articulate to her what was up. So she was just watching someone trying to scrabble about and get an air jacket off. I'm, I'm lucky I didn't just blow myself up. On a pony that was just stood there going, don't worry, I've got this, Mum. Any minute now, you're going to let me have a nice canter around the estate. Um, it's amazing, I, isn't it, how you get those incredible highs mm. um, that very often start with those unbelievable fear-based yeah. panic, fear, anxiety, you know, because your brain in that moment is literally just trying to keep you alive. It does genuinely think there's a threat mm -hmm. to life even though all the logic in the world is telling you there's no threat, you're fine, your pony is fine, you're perfectly okay and all of that. But for whatever reason, it triggered off that response. Yeah. Um, and, but when you overcome that, when you actually push through that, when you have whatever it is you need around you to make sure that you do do the thing you wanna do instead mm -hmm. of retreating, because every part of your body was trying to get the hell out of there. You were in yeah, flight, mode, flight like you wouldn't believe. Luckily you were clipped on, like you say. Um, that that's when the unbelievable highs come through. The adrenaline rush, like you wouldn't believe, mm. is just makes it 20 times more worth it, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. Um, and I was so happy ending up you know doing something I didn't think I would have done um I did get near the end see the finish line and I was like thank the lord <laughs> I'm in one piece um and I don't know if I could genuinely tell you if I'd do it again but I probably would I could probably plan for it and I'm sure we could make it work but yeah, it was amazing. And they're some of my most favorite moments of last year. I think just those those moments where you realize just how far you've come. Um, and there's, uh, you know, what I'm actually excited for is what's to come next. You know, if we manage to do that, going from the point of not being able to get on and, you know, what's that gonna be like in another year, in another two years? 
so that's yeah. kind of exciting yeah and is. this is exciting. this is where comparison is a wonderful thing so we say comparison is the thief of joy because when you're comparing yourself to others you're yeah. you're zapping the joy when you're inspired by others that's a different mm -hmm. thing but when actually um your comparison is look at where we were to look at where we are now and that incredible journey i mean if i had said to you five years ago that you would have achieved any of the things that you've achieved in the last year you'd have said you know i don't think i'd have believed it quite frankly <laughs> no. and and just the thought of them actually would have been quite scary at that point as well so this is an interesting thing when it comes to goals I'm not going to get into it now but you know you've got to be really careful when you're setting goals it's not just a case of setting something and putting it out there is it you know there's so much more to it than that yeah and you, and you need to break it down and make it what could I do today that will help me on that journey what one little thing could I change or improve and and not worry about <laughs> having such a you know a big goal that it terrifies you it's great that you want to stretch and you know a bit like in our careers or whatever you know you always want to improve and you know do a bit better but don't overwhelm overwhelm yourself and and like you're saying there's no comparison to anyone else no one else is on your journey no one else is you um so yeah looking back thank goodness sometimes yeah, looking back at where you've come from is is amazing sometimes just to remind myself, yeah, what we've what we can do just with a bit of hard work and also asking for help. Um, yeah. You know, there are so many people happy to offer advice and help and support. You've just got to find the right ones that that work for you. But asking for it, and I know lots of people struggle with that. You know, it, it's good to do, you know, especially at the moment as well. You know, lots of us are feeling a certain way probably about things that are going on in the world around us, you know, so feeling like you can reach out and and talk to someone. Which brings us beautifully on to your work with an amazing charity called Shout. So tell us a little bit about more about that, Nadia. It's incredible what you guys are doing, really. Yeah, so I guess one of the biggest things that has come out of, of our work together has been a real desire, I think, to give back. And how can I help other people um, who might be like me and sometimes have anxiety and, you know, maybe other mental health issues and I kind of started talking to you about you know just that overwhelming desire to to look at that and and I think in your early career all of us are taught you know you come out of school and it's where can I go what can I do what can I achieve how can I earn this much how can I do that and as you get to my age you start actually thinking a little bit differently and also, I, you know, I definitely think it resonates from some of the work we've done and, you know, just getting that help from you has made me think about how, how can I help other people? Um, and so I started, you know, as we were talking about, I started looking at what charities maybe I could get involved with and, you know, train with. And I came across Shout, who are the UK's first 24-7 text-based service. So for perhaps people that aren't ready to yet verbalise how they're feeling um, or what they're experiencing, but could maybe reach out via text. Um, so I looked into that, um, that it was obviously signposted a lot from all the mental health 
um, charity stuff that the princes are campaigning for and, and talking about. So it was getting lots of press. So I um, put in an application probably about this time last year and yourself and one of my other friends was a, a referee for me and I got accepted onto their training program probably last August, September time, I think. Um, and the training is, you know, it's tough, but it's really rewarding and they give you a lot of support. And I found out on New Year's Eve that I passed, which was brilliant. And then I, so I've been doing my shifts since January really. Um, and it's an incredible service. Um, it's now being signposted. So the Samaritans have turned off their tech service and it all comes to shout. Um, and today we've all just been briefed that we will be um, part of the NHS wellbeing support moving forward. So we are being trained a bit later on in terms of just what they may be experiencing out on the front lines due to COVID-19 and being asked to do some maybe really late evening or early hours shifts to, to be there to listen and support them. So it's an incredible charity. We're 24 seven. Um, so whether you're needing to talk to someone or you're interested in volunteering, I guess we can post some signposts to shout after this. I'll put them on my page and we can put them on yours as well. Um, but yeah, it's really fulfilled a need in me to just start giving back, I guess, and so to something that I feel quite passionately about. And, and I'm quite open and honest about talking about it. I know lots of people aren't. Um, so I think that helps as well. I think it helps as well to have that empathy because I've experienced it, you know. Um, and obviously I don't just experience it in my horsey life, I experience it in life. But I guess the stuff we do together has really helped. So the mindset and mental health goes really well together. And, and yesterday actually I signposted to the guys at Shout that we were gonna be doing this. Um, and they were really interested in, you know, just, you know, mindset psychology and how that actually that type of thing can help so we're going to share this with them later on as well so a bit of mutual signposting um because it's great for people to know the different resources that are out there um because that's the other thing i guess you know you, people it might not just be horsey things you want to come and chat to someone about mindset for for me it's really helped and given me some tools if i'm feeling anxious um because anxious is a feeling it's not whilst it can become physical, as we've said, and it, that's, that's when it gets really overwhelming that it actually becomes physical, but it is a feeling, you know, it's not a, it's not me. <laughs> um, and I guess I had a few, you know, when we were thinking about what I should name my page and I was chatting to one of your other ambassadors about this, uh, Katie at Riviera, um, I was kind of saying, you know, I don't want to call it, something that makes it sound like it's me but I wanted to signpost the mental health aspect um because that's something that speaks to me as a person and and just I think lots of people can relate um you know just a normal person normal horsey girl loves her pony works hard to pay for it just wants to enjoy it um so I just wanted to kind of uh, signpost the mental health aspect as well though and that you know probably a lot of us feel this way sometimes not all the time and it is you know I think we all have 
most of the time great days you know but it's okay to have the ones that that aren't and it's great to know you've got people you can talk to um so yeah I just wanted to give a little shout out to the other amazing volunteers that that join me during our shifts every week it's an incredible group it's a very supportive group so if you're interested in volunteering we'll share some of the information and and likewise if you need to reach out to us I'll share some of that as well that's amazing thank you and so just out of interest while you've got this chance to tell people um, anyone who's interested in volunteering for shout just tell us a tiny bit about the kind of thing that it involves so that maybe they can go and think about whether they want to be I know I'm I'm definitely thinking about you know doing it because I think it would be an amazing thing to give back and to be part of something mm -hmm. as fantastic as that so but you know tell people about what it what it entails for you so our training was probably 12 weeks of, of training, um, probably about four hours a week. Um, and you have um, coaches with you the whole way to really hold your hand and, and talk you through things. But it's online. Um, Shout is the UK arm of the crisis tech service. So in the States, this has been going a long while. Um, the bit we love is that all the information they gather and they, they teach you this through the training, is all then anonymized and used to help lots of other mental health charities understand more about many of the different mental health challenges people face. And then they bring that into their training. So they really help you um, start to understand and empathize with the different things people might be feeling. But I would say the biggest thing they teach you is listening. Um, who thought they listened and you I realized I you really don't until you're taught to actively listen to somebody and we're taught to hear what they're not saying as well um but also just to know that on there with you the whole time you have so when you're live we're on a laptop they are on text everything is monitored you have someone right there who is qualified in one of the highest levels of whether they're psychiatrists, whatever is that kind of realm of speciality for them that you can call on at any point and they will join, they can read everything, they can join, you can ask for that guidance. So you're never left alone and there is training available to you ongoing with them. So they're always updating their training. You don't just do 12 weeks and then there you go, you're an amazing volunteer. But the other bit of it is the volunteers themselves. So we've got our own little um, area of the platform and people can just share their experiences and you come up with some amazing ways of responding to people that, and you get your own personality and your own style. But a lot of it is based on the other people giving you some feedback as well. So they work with... Um, a real nice positive way of feeding back to you and, and you have to be open to positive feedback because you need to know where you can improve and how maybe if you'd have read what they were saying a little bit differently or listened a little bit better you know and uh, you know it's incredible through the training process that they really pull that out of you and and help you get there and they want the volunteers so they are there to support you and that carries on through so yeah really worthwhile amazing and so how often do you do things and you just you sit with your laptop don't you and you do get to choose when you do things or how does that bit work yeah you can schedule your shifts around 
around your life really. Um, they cap it at 16 hours a week. So they've obviously worked out that that is enough for you. Um, they're very, you know, they check in with you at the end of every shift. You can have counseling if you need it at the end of every shift. Um, but yeah, I probably do four hours a week. Um, and then at the moment, um, once you've gone through the different levels, so if they're ever super busy, you could be kind of text as a spike team to say, is there any chance you could even come on for an hour because calls are peaking. Um, so I think we might get that after they launch this to the NHS later today or tomorrow. So, you know, we're all, we're all kind of there ready to jump on, even if it's for the odd extra hours to help out. So, yeah, if it sounds good, happy to chat to anyone as well about my experience with them. That's amazing. Thank you so much. And it's something that I mean, I didn't I didn't know it existed until you said to me, can you refer me? And I was like, to what? <laughs> um because it's not you know it's not a service I've ever needed to look for but to know that it's out there is just mm -hmm. incredible it really is and to be able to give something back is it's that's the lovely part about this isn't it it's it's so many people doing so many different things in different ways right now yeah like my saddler is a um she's a saddler but she's also a um pattern cutter and she used to make all sorts of things all sorts of costumes and stuff like that as well and she's currently pattern cutting scrubs for the NHS because they need so many of them. And it's just incredible to see how people are using whatever skill it is that they've got at the moment to help in whatever way they can, because we need so many different things, don't we, right now that, mm. you know, however you can help someone, whatever it is you can do. And this is another way that maybe some people out there are thinking, well, I don't do what Jenny does, but you don't need to at all, do you? You get trained, you get told. And in fact, in some ways, probably knowing what I know would be more of a curse than a blessing because you're a blank slate. You get to do as you're told. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> we shall see. We shall see if I'm if I'm trainable or not. But yeah, so um, anything else then about Shout? I think we'll put all the details in. Yeah. We'll make sure that it's available to anyone who's interested in it. But if you just Google... Is it what give us a shout? Is it that's what they're yeah, Instagram hashtag? is give us a shout. Um, Facebook is just shout. If you pop that in, it should come up. Yeah. But yeah, cool. we'll share all the details after this on our pages. Perfect. And so finally then, Nadia, what's next for you? What's the next chapter all about? Where where are you gonna go on the next part of your amazing journey? Uh, I think well, with shout, I think probably it's led me to think about this is a career um so maybe a career change at some point in the future um you know and actually using this time at the moment as we're all at home um to start to, to start having a look at training and and what i can do and how i can move that along so i think yeah now from a professional capacity i think um i might be another person you've coached into a whole new career um <laughs> and then from a horsey perspective what Hopefully, I mean, dude's resting at the moment. This has probably, for me, been quite a good time because, you know, I know lots of people are obviously missing doing stuff. And for me, actually, it took the pressure off trying to rush rehab. So, um, yeah, continuing our rehab journey and hopefully we'll be even more prepared for next year, I think, is uh, what comes next for us. And just for those who don't know, um, dude had an accident and he escaped from the field and had a, a horrible accident. And that's why he's on rehab right now. Um, yeah. It's just one of those freak things, wasn't it? Yeah, rug slipped, went through the neighbour's fence, 
bumped into a parked car out the gate and slipped over on the tarmac outside, but thankfully only su suffered bruising. The fence fell apart, the car barely touched him. And when he fell out the gate, he landed in a pile of soft mud. So you just, <laughs> you can't write those things. Um, but yeah, he's he's improving loads, you know, he's back. We, we were back riding and then he had a bit of a setback. So I think where he'd started to feel better and he'd started to want to do a bit more, you know, actually now I think he's probably enjoying just a bit of chill out time in the field and, and get his strength back. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much, Nadia, for that. Um, the comments that have been coming through, I'll read you some of them now because you can't see them. Was, um, Sue says, ooh, look who's on the telly. <laughs> Thanks for that, Sue. Thanks, Sue. Ali says she loves your new haircut. Um, Krista says we're a lovely couple. Um, Emma just says she absolutely loves your story. Alyssa says she's looking forward to watching your continuing journey. Krista says, wow, that's an incredibly inspirational story and I can't wait to come and cheer you on at Hoy's. We'll all, we'll all be there. Um, and thank you so much for sharing um, about mental health and anxiety there from Emma as well, because it's really important to be talking about it at the moment and knowing that help is out there. So Nadia, thank you so much for your time. And thank you for uh, revealing some of the secrets of our secret relationship as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to another five years together with you. Yeah, indeed. What, what would our five year anniversary be if we'd be married? I don't know what that would have been. I have no idea what five, do you know what five years is? Oh, I don't oh. know, five, no, I'll have to look that one up, but yeah. uh, it's obviously coming up. So uh, I'm hoping yeah. it's flowers of some sort. You can send me. Or, some. or I'll buy you a drink. When oh, we're... all right. That sounds fine. Should we do that? Yeah. Something fizzy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's going to be a massive party when, uh, when we're all allowed back out again, isn't yeah, there? Cool. So we'll make sure that we, we get involved in that. But thank you so much. I know that a lot of people will love listening to this and hearing the story of, you know, someone who is a serious amateur, like someone who loves it, but wants to do well, that has to balance a, a and it's not just a job, you do actually run a company, basically, don't you? Like, it's not, you, you know, you don't just go and make the tea, or, although you started off making the tea. I did. Enough, yeah, and work your way up to, to manager, well, director level, I think, isn't it? That you're, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so thank you so much. Um, really inspirational. Um, oh, apparently we have to be drinking gin, Loads of people are saying you're an inspiration to us all and you were great oh. today. So thank you so much, Nadia. There's so much love and support out there for you guys. And for Dude, which he is, isn't he? There's no other way of, of saying it. He, they named him for the right reasons, didn't thank they? You. Gorgeous boy. And the lovely old Eric, yeah. bless him, who, uh, who, who is currently it's a mud monster, is that right? Or have oh, you God, yeah. I reckon I'm winning those online mud photo competitions, hands down. He's found a new new um, lease of life as a hippo, he has. hasn't he? Bless yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> he really has. Bless. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Nadia, for everything. Um, and obviously, we will make sure there's a link up to anyone that wants to ask you questions or find out any more about anything. But hopefully, you're all going to follow um, Nadia, whose page is actually called Tales of an Anxious Amateur, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So we'll be following your journey <laughs> with lots of pride and support and love. Anyway, thank, thank you, you Nadia. Much. Take care and we'll see you soon. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as I did. If you want to listen to more of them, then please do follow us in Apple, in Google and on Podbean. 
Hack Your Mindset with Jenny is the name of this podcast. So please do subscribe, follow us, and we look forward to you listening into our next one. Bye, everyone. You got this. You know you're going to rock this.